Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Hey, listen, uh, are you stuck in a dinner rut? I know that a lot of you are. Um, then listen, you can add some delicious variety to the mix with Green Chef. Green Chef is an organic meal kit that gives you the convenience of home cooking combined with fine dining flavor. That's what everyone wants. Uh, listen, they deliver premium organic ingredients already mostly prepped and easy recipes that anyone can cook. Uh, like myself. Uh, do you eat paleo or vegan? Well, guess what? You're in luck because Green Chef has seven meal plans to choose from with new recipes every week. And maybe you don't eat paleo or vegan, but maybe you will now because they have them available. And you heard it here first. Starving for attention listeners, I'm excited to announce that Green Chef has a new keto plan designed for low-carb lifestyles. I'm going to have to actually get on that plan for a little while because I'm running the New York City Marathon. So I think I'm going to hit Green Chef up. So be among the first to try Green Chef Keto today and go to greenchef.us slash Richard and you'll get $50 off your first box. That's greenchef.us slash Richard for $50 off. That's a big savings. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, welcome to Starving for Attention. Uh, today's a special episode. It's with Chef Brooke Williamson. Uh, Brooke Williamson just won a show called Top Chef. And we have a lot in common because we're the two people uh, in the entire history of that franchise that actually had to come back to claim redemption. Uh, she is riding high because of that victory. And she's in studio today. Brooke Williamson is here. Um, and we're talking about, she's on the cover of the Alaska Airlines magazine, uh, in-flight magazine that mm-hmm. we just... Uh, looked at on Had, our trip yeah, to Kauai. hours or so with. Yeah. yeah. Who, where so were we, you coming from? We went we, Kauai and back. Kauai and back. Well, oh, Big yeah. Island, Kauai, back. But we saw your family all over the, the, the front pages of the Alaskan Airlines. You had Airline a few magazine. hours to read that article. We did. You know what was amazing about it? So, like, I really, I actually read it and, like, really, like, I wasn't just like, oh, wow, she's on the cover. That's great. But, like, really looked at, like, how they did the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. There were so many vegetables it on that counter. It was really <laughs> styled. It was uh, perhaps overstyled. I, <laughs> I've had a lot of people actually comment about the amount of vegetables on the counter. And then, like, Nick was making pie dough, which he doesn't bake. <laughs> but that's very, cute. That's adorable. It was really cute. Um, right. They did have someone go to the farmer's market and, like, bring in all those vegetables. And then they just left them in my house, and I left town the next day. And Ooh. I felt like it was a total waste you, of a really yeah. great bounty of Right. You get a bunch of, that's one of the good things about those photo shoots is you get sometimes some free uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. But wow, that first of all, it's a big counter too. It, that's it's, your home. It's a big yeah. Okay. So that's my new island in my. Counter. It's a beautiful giant island, <laughs> just with literally like the tops a of mound. carrots yeah. cascading off the edge of the counter. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. kind of an ama- amazing spread. Beautiful family, you Thank know this, you. of course. Thank uh, you. I don't need to say that, uh, but it, you do have just an amazing family. You're, and it seems like when you're not on magazine covers. <laughs> You're either in Japan or at a ranch, a mysterious ranch somewhere. It's not mysterious. <laughs> well, tell me about this. Tell me about like, – I mean, you spend a lot of time I at a do. ranch. I do. So, so I do a lot of events like – 
for various reasons. The, the Money. Event- <laughs> Money's one of them. There, Sometimes. There's that. Um, and, like, to travel to different places that I've never been to. I mean, I was in Japan recently. I was actually doing a campaign for... Japan Airlines, um, they partnered up with CNN, and it'll actually, uh, that commercial just launched yesterday. It'll be on CNN all month, which nice. I feel like, I don't know, now's a good time to have a commercial on CNN. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of, of exposure. People are watching no, actually, CNN right it's failing horribly. <laughs> the failing CNN. Uh, but no, um, lots of eyes on that. But no, this, this ranch in Montana that I do events at, I do like three or four events a year at this place called Pause Up. And it's like a sort of luxury dude ranch um they have glamping tents they have it's it's incredible so are you glamping while you're there the whole family is not uh... necessarily part of my deal (laughs) but but my family loves to go there um you know we we go atving in the summer we go snowmobiling in the winter there's tons of activities so that is actually one of the places that i just go to because i love it there that's and kind of an amazing great deal escape. so you're yeah. there you've cooked so you're, you're like an in residence almost. yeah yeah kind of, i do like four events a year and then they pay me with a trip back so right. i go a lot pretty awesome so yeah. that's five trips at least a year <laughs> yeah. yeah uh well, it's kind of amazing and then you're in japan all the time so it's like you're like jet setting all over the place <laughs> uh, and i hate flying <laughs> that's right that's right that was probably from your your first run on Top Chef, right? That was like one of the things about you, besides being incredibly talented. Yeah. It was we, like, we, she's fearful of heights. There were a lot of spotlights on several fears of mine. Yeah. Um, w- what were the others? Um, I don't like boats. I don't like <laughs> heights, helicopters, airplanes. Um, they all kind of fall into the same realm. I love how um, all your work now is also with travel, airlines. Right, yeah. <laughs> travel. I just got asked to do a cruise, and I was like... I'm going to weigh my option. No, I'm good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we, we have a cruise <laughs> thing working out, too. You, Jasmine, you do mm. not like cruises at all. No. Mm. no. So what is your fear when it comes to boats? Because I want to see if this is a matching so, fear here. a lot of my fears actually stem from a fear of vomit. Oh. Which is not something yeah. a lot of people like to talk about, but yeah. I am – I have – I've – I get really sort of panicked around vomit, um, which changed a little bit once I had a kid. I was going to say other people's, yours. Yeah. I mean, in so, general, yeah. just mm-hmm. like the thought of it. It's an, it's like a legitimate, real yeah. thing. Yeah, to paint the picture, I want to <laughs> smile and kind of chuckle about it, but I can tell that this is like a serious thing. Oh, totally. Me. And there are a lot of people who have reached out to me from watching Top Chef, and I actually mentioned that I have a fear, fear of vomit on Top Chef, which is why I don't like votes, because you often find people vomiting on votes. Absolutely. Um, Left and right. And and I feel like if you don't like boats, that's pretty much the reason why you don't like boats, right? Because they yeah. make you nauseous. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But or yeah, a sharks lot of people... by association. <laughs> well, no. no. I don't think that's... No. no. It's all about... Yeah. So the kind like... of, that kind of matches yours, Jasmine, because your fear has is kind of vomit-related no, when it comes to cruises. it's a little bit more foodborne. Yours mine's is more norovirus. Like, oh. I just... Yeah, I don't want to be on one of those Got boats. It. And it is kind of similar. Like, I just would never... Yeah. That would be, like, a nightmare to be, like, trapped on a boat with a couple other hundred people that are all facing some right. sort of foodborne illness. But if it were, like, a private yacht, you'd be fine. I'd be okay. If I took Dramamine, I'd be okay. But yeah, it reminds me of one of my favorite Bob's Burger episodes <laughs> where the uh, family, Bob's family, get, had to, does do a cruise. They do, like, a celebrity chef cruise. <laughs> and then they, like, kidnap Bob to work on the cruise ship as a cook. He gets trapped. And then the chef is told, the chef, that the resident <laughs> chef on the cruise, serves rotten oysters. Oh. Uh, oh. And then everyone throws no. up. Worst everyone nightmare right vomit. there. Right, like, exactly. Trapped. Like, Eugene Merman, like, every Everyone is just 
growing up. Every character. But it's a real yeah. it's a real <laughs> fear. There are there are a lot of people who actually reached out to me after watching me on Top Chef and oh, yeah. said I have this fear too and very few people actually talk about it. Yeah. Oh, um, so where's okay, so I'm gonna get right where's the big pharma contract coming in then? Where's like where's like where's your manager? <laughs> I wanna speak to your manager. I think I've already asked about that. Dramamine has already sent me a <laughs> okay. lifetime supply there of you Dramamine. Go. There you go. There's more than that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh boats, helicopters, heights. Yeah, it's like being trapped in to a in a place where I, that I can't get out. So of. there's some claustrophobia. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> right. So we are in a little podcast studio. You're yeah, doing but okay like, right I can now. see I the door, sure. and I know that I could, if I had to, get up and leave. <laughs> Which I won't. Yes. I'm really right. happy no, to be yeah. here. By the way, it's happened. <sighs> Jasmine. No, don't tell her. Okay, Ooh, it's I don't happened. want her to feel. I don't want her to. Well, go back and listen to the Lou Diamond Phillips episode <laughs> of Starving for Attention. I'm sorry, and, uh, you had, interviewed had, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes, <laughs> did, it was an did amazing you have moment a thing for Lou Diamond. Phillips? I mean, I did. I mean, I, not you know, really. I but that was just, just a random name totally that random. you just threw out. There. It is. Well, he has cooked on a bunch of Food Network shows. I so, didn't know that. Yeah, either. and he's really good. Like okay. he wins. Like he's won multiple reality shows. Cleans them up. Wow. Yeah, and uh, besides being an amazing actor and uh, philanthropist and all of that, was he on Dancing with the Stars? Was he? he should have been. He, he'll probably would win. Yeah. Right? Don't <laughs> there, you think? There's another truth. So yeah. you're claustrophobic. <laughs> you know one place, Brooke Williamson, that you're not, you don't have a fear of? The dance floor. Let's talk very, about the spasmatic I literally incident. just said my dream is yeah. to be on Dancing with the yeah. She's not afraid. <laughs> oh, God. Where the are spasmatics, you going with this? The spasmatics incident. Which again, incident. Now here, like, so, well, incident. To me, it's an incident, and here's why. Uh-huh. I was not at the bar slash club that night that you – I know. And I've been to every spasmatic show in mm, Aspen yeah, for years and years and years. And we brought our kids, and they were sleepy, and I was tired. And the next day, I remember we were, we were staying on the same floor in the hotel, and we were walking by you in your doorway with like six or seven other top chefers who – just a bunch of other rando top chefers. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, there's all of these pictures of you. And, oh, they keep resurfacing. And, they do, and then so, so eventually I saw one of these pictures. Now, you are in some sort of – is this like a – it looks kind of like a Britney Spears schoolgirl sort of outfit? You know, outfit. I, I was peer pressured. Um, um, into wearing that <laughs> outfit. I, it was, it, well, the spasmatics were, it was a nerd themed party. Sure, it's a spasmatics. And I'm, my old friend Johnny Uzini was kind of the ringleader of Always the yeah. let's get dressed up. Totally. And he, like, he and his he brings girlfriend like, brought yeah. me an outfit. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, you're going to bring this all the way from New York. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear it. I'm, I'm not going to be a party yeah. pooper. In, First in of all, Aspen. okay, so wait. Johnny brings the uniform for you. He t- that is a part of the story that makes this even <laughs> ever totally, more fa- yeah. fascinating. He, I think he told us they had like a whole extra suitcase oh, of just had. spasmatics. Yeah, oh, the glasses. God, now I'm like, I also major FOMO, right? Like, I already um, like we should pocket went. protectors. There was everything. Yeah. I mean, laid out. Um, his girlfriend had organized everything on his bed so that I could like walk in there and choose what I wanted. I feel like it's one of those gangster like Instagram moments where there's like money and guns and it's chains. Like, it's like the... going to an award show and then you get to pick out like you pick all your accessories. The swag was on the bed. <laughs> exactly. and, like, I want to like... be a break dancer. Yeah. I would have yeah. went as like with the wind pants and stuff like that. Okay, so what happened? So there's a moment of the show where you know the uh, celebrities in the building yourself are asked to sort of come up on stage right Ellen Bennett's done that a bunch you know I think the spasmatics are really good at um, getting people into the mood the sort of dance and party mood and I think part of what how they do that is they bring people on stage who they can obviously tell are already having fun (laughs) so apparently 
that was it was obvious yeah. that yes. I knew every so word to like every song. They were singing. You're like raging to Billy Idol, or what is like? Do you, do you remember the, like, the moment? It was. I mean, it's all '80s, pretty much yeah, cover sure. songs. Yeah. And you can I, find a Spasmatics playlist on Spotify. By the way, I'm just throwing that out they're there. They're playing so. tomorrow night uh, uh, in Hermosa Beach. Unbelievable. They're all they go all over the place. Do you know right. that they have a like a, a a West Coast East Coast and like Midwest teams version of the Spasmatics? No, I didn't. Know yes, that. it's like they're a big troops. team. They were troops. There's only one. There is only one. Yeah. The West Coast LA-based spasmatics. Right. So anyway, I got up on stage. <laughs> yes. And it lasted longer than it maybe should have. <laughs> <laughs> Enough time for many, many people to take photographs of what I was doing dance-wise and yeah. performance-wise. To, to be clear, and, uh, there's not really, scary. It looked good. You never yeah. looked like no. you were like out of control Appreciate or anything. It. Yeah, yeah, I it think always really looked like you had it under. The under amazing control. thing about it was just that you were in costume. Yeah, I was in costume. I was a little disappointed that I didn't have time to do like the running man or running man or the Roger Rabbit because I feel like I'm actually really. What is the Roger Rabbit? You would have killed those. That's my. What is the Roger Rabbit? You have to remember he's a little older. But what is the? But I know the Running Man. Okay, the Running Man. The Running Man and the Roger Rabbit happened at the same time. Is this the? the, No, that's the Dougie Fresh. Gosh, what's the Roger Rabbit? I think it's just the Dougie. I don't think it's Dougie Fresh. Is it the Dougie Dougie Fresh? Fresh Is officially his name. But I'm old. Like I know, like when I was born, when hip hop was born, basically. Let me just go ahead and say. But is it? That's the Dougie. That's that's the Dougie. Can I ask how old you are? I'm forty five. Four. You are forty five. Oh, you look you look great. Thank you. Everyone says that. Thank you so much. No one, no one says that. what you have to say after someone says that. It is. You do have to say that. Everyone well, says like, that. Um, what it was when Duff was in here is like, I've loved you since I was six years old. Um, um. Well, okay. So you have this amazing experience with the spasmatics. You had a lot of fun. Uh, and now this is on the heels of you winning Top Chef. Right, I've tried to mm-hmm. for the whole ten minutes we've been talking avoid saying those two words, Top mm-hmm, Chef. Mm-hmm. But like Aspen is sort of like part of the victory lap. Yeah, I mean right? it's the reason I, I was there. Yeah. Right, so you're you're representing your your victory. So like you kind of like that is the victory lap stage with the spasmatics. Final victory, literal Literally. victory um, lap, <laughs> redemption. Right, like I mean, I, not not to get too serious, but like. Uh, that feeling, I, we're two of the only people who like, – there are other people from other reality shows who have done that, sort mm-hmm. of almost won, come back, mm-hmm. and then you know, almost did it, yeah, you know, all the trials. Yeah, we're a unique pair. We are. Mm-hmm. Like, we share a lot. So that feeling, though, like, what, did, what does it feel – I know what it felt like to me, like, actually winning. What is that? It was strange. It was um, – and it might have been obvious to the public – kind of how it how it felt because I did get a lot of commentary on like Twitter about how I didn't look super excited um it was it was not a not excitement feeling it was like a thank right. god yeah. <laughs> this like, is over right. more feeling. like collapsing at the finish it was line. like oh <laughs> like it was a re- it was a sigh of relief mm-hmm. really is what it was and it was like if this had not gone this way I would have dealt with it but I would have been fine um but the fact that it did end the way it did it kind of just let me relax a little. Were you and in that in those last couple of moments, which if um you know if if you've never experienced that, which you probably haven't, um, standing at judges' you're table, standing at judges' table, and like you know everything takes you know a hundred times longer than you see on television. And you're just waiting for them to make that final announcement. Right. While they're just staring what are you, at you What's going silence? on in your head? What are you thinking about? Um, the last, that last one especially. You know, I actually felt great about my meal. And there are very few challenges in my entire gigantic Top Chef history that I can say that about. 
um, that I put out a meal that I would change very few things about. So you knew you won. Um, I mean, I didn't know I won. I didn't see Shirley's food. So, you know, I mean, I tasted part of one of her dishes and I knew it was great. Right. Um, And I, I know Shirley's incredibly talented, but I also knew that I could not have put out a better meal than I did. So I felt very sort of satisfied in my job that day. Um, so I almost, it almost like, was almost, not that I didn't care what the judges had to say, but like, right. I felt good. So, um, so the misperceived sort of nonchalance or like non-expressiveness when you win, probably though, cause I know you, my, you're my also, low energy, you're, low energy but you're, a, you're a good person, right? So like for me, when I was in that moment, I was, I, I was telling, cause I did not know, like to me, it felt like it could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. And I was just kept telling myself, like, if you lose, you know, just shake sh- shake Mike's hand and just be a good sport about it and just be prepared for that moment. Yeah. Like, be prepared for the bad moment to happen because you'll deal with it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm guessing some of that was probably, like, out of respect also for, for Shirley. Absolutely. Like, you're not going to jump up and down oh, and be God, like, no. yeah, no, and I I've, did it. And, and, you know, we had both been to a finale and I knew that it was just as important to her as it was to me. Sure. Um, and but I had also a couple of episodes earlier been eliminated. Um, so right. So your your arc is even deeper. Like double that, redemption. Yeah. That that pressure had sort of been lifted a little bit, and I came back mm-hmm. and I I was able to just come back and have fun and really enjoy myself because I the, that sort of fear of being eliminated and going home was so overwhelming throughout the entire season that when it finally happened, it was like ugh okay, now I have to go back and compete in Last Chance Kitchen. Like, this is something I have to do now. I'm just going to get through it. And I right. got I got in there, and it was it was really fun. And I ended up sort of – it was all very quick. We shot, you know, two episodes of Last Chance Kitchen in a row, and then they were like, Brooke, you're going back. And I was like, what? Right. <laughs> um, so, so you didn't did, – you, did, you didn't even really have time to register I, that yeah, it was over yet. It didn't. It didn't – it never really did register, one, that it was over – or two, that I was still in it. It was like I was kind of in this weird sort of hanging in the middle place um, where I finally was just able to relax and have fun. And I think that's why I started cooking better food. Well, I mean, again, I wasn't uh, around a lot of episodes that season, but I was there for a few of them. When I was there, it seemed pretty clear that you were leading the pack. Like I remember having to to work really hard at trying to find things about like your food that wasn't like really like little details just so in Charleston it, in Charleston yeah or even like in Mexico that first like the semi semifinal or whatever it was right like, when you, when you just... told me I hadn't done enough <laughs> right right when like you served a cold dish and I was like you didn't even cook anything do you anything. feel like you've done enough I for think, a finale yeah I feel like the quote was like I don't know I could get a cold soup at the Beverly Center I remember that was actually something I said and I like I know of course it's like because I mean, no, this is interesting. Because I'm also again one of the you've now judged a bunch of things, and like when you're on the other side of the table, like the game is also kind of not to reveal. Oh, totally. What's I, happening? So you I can't was never just, insulted. No, I know like, you, I, people were upset with me. So that was, was that, one where I got a lot of Twitter. Was that the one when I, t- I texted you? Like you gave him the best like, yeah. eat shit look, yeah. like ever. I like, <laughs> looked at him, and you were like, "Do you do you really feel like you had, you've done enough?" Right. And I looked at him, and I was like. Yeah, in fact, I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting in trouble with that sort of right now as far as like, you know, but the point is like it it is a television show, right? Yeah. And like if it's clear that someone wins, why are you going to watch the last 10 minutes of the the show? So like, you know, you have to like come up with some at least questions. Right. You know, like, you know, what about the – I remember they – I don't think they aired it, but you were like – 
You dick. <laughs> Dude, I said you, that. You totally spokoling me. It I was did. Professor. I'm, like, I'm dating myself dick. now. You dick. <laughs> this is my time, Spicoli. <laughs> Everyone gets this pizza. You dick. Yeah. Heather, can we can we drop that in or we have to pay for that? For Sean Penn's Spicoli? Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, perfect. Uh, but I thought it was perfect too because I also felt like I won that moment. Because uh-huh. I was like, you said that and I was like, yes, that's definitely going to make the show. didn't make the show. No, um, I don't. But you crushed that season. Like you came well, back. Thank you. No, I mean, you I actually, I did do well the the episodes that you were a guest judge on. Um, there the were pressure. a few that I didn't do so well on. I was, I was very up well, and down hard. the whole season. I think every, everyone that we brought in here from Top Chef or any show like that, you know, is makes it pretty obvious. Whether you win or lose, it's it's pretty it's hard. Yeah. pretty incredible. Pretty pretty tough. Um, but you end up winning. So congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> and then like I feel like I saw it in the uh, the cover of the magazine you were just on. Like I feel like it releases a lot of pressure personally. Did, did were you were you carrying a lot of that like pressure around like I didn't do it like I was just were you over of... people saying like oh I wish you would have won <laughs> you I was favorite. never over that <laughs> specific but like phrase. that would bother me because I'm um, like just say like you like me like, yeah you don't have exactly to keep reminding like oh me I that felt it, so like, bad yeah, yeah, it was exactly. so awful <laughs> you looked so crushed the most <laughs> if I could take anything back um, it would be the moment that that um, Padma told Kristen that she won and she was top chef um before she almost fell on the floor. Do you remember that? She was walking toward Kristen to give her a hug and she almost fell off the stage and she fell into Kristen and I was like, oh my God, this is so dramatic now. (laughs) And I turned and I like, I remember I was like standing there by myself and I like didn't, Padma's hugging Kristen. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) And I kind of turned around and I was like, um. So, so where's the confetti and the balloons? Right. <laughs> and I was like, why did I just say that? Right. <laughs> that was so awkward. That's kind of um, amazing, though. Yeah, that's that's a great quote. Was, <laughs> I remember. You know, that surprise. So I was there that day too. I was in the dining you were, room. I remember. I call it the chicken wing, uh, the chicken <sighs> wing dish. <laughs> So Brooke, sir, Brooke uh, listen, I mean, as far as I had to count, you know, it was a boxing match. I had Brooke winning her first season. Right, yeah. And like our table was all past uh, winners, I think it was. And uh, you know, I was lucky enough to just even be at that table. And the meal was really close. Your food was delicious. Thank you. And I mean, I just remember she served one, like it was like one beautiful chicken wing on some yogurt sauce, if I'm, I'm yeah, paraphrasing. Yeah, with like a little like fatigue See, I remember salad. the dish. So like <laughs> how many you. years ago when I remember that chicken wing and I remember just thinking – uh, what is what is Tom Clue? What are they going to say about you know one chicken wing and is it a finale type of meal? Yeah, Tom was like, I mean, I get why you did it, but I don't get why you did it now. Right. <laughs> that was such a weird. Was, that was a weird finale because that was like a live taped live finale oh, yeah. in studio, a la sort of vintage Iron Chef. Also, another reason why people say that they they didn't love that finale, not necessarily because I didn't win, but because it was just a really strange format and it felt a little anticlimactic, like you could tell that Kristen was going to win just from the sheer timing of the episode. Well, the production of it. I mean, to be clear, and these are all friends, uh, that one, it worked out that you had to win three judges' votes. Mm -hmm. And 
it happened by like the fourth job. Like it happened earlier than the last course. So yeah. the last course became so we never even served our, our dessert. Yeah, obsolete. Yeah. Wow. So it was a really weird format, uh, and they've never returned to that for probably for, <laughs> for good reason. Good reason. Yeah. Um, I need a break from all of this. This has been kind of crazy. Um, and also, I need to buy a car. I'm actually looking for a car. And there's something about TrueCar a lot of people don't know. Using TrueCar, you can also uh, buy a used car. In fact, there are over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from TrueCar certified dealers nationwide. Whether you're looking to buy new or used, I'm not sure yet, you can get upfront pricing information that empowers discounts off the list price for used cars and a better buying experience through our TrueCar certified dealer network. I mean, I think I mentioned, right? There's over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from TrueCar certified dealers nationwide. You'll see what other people paid for the car. So uh, you can know what a fair price is and you can feel confident. With TrueCar, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience, which is something that I love. I want like a one-stop shop. TrueCar provides that. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the new or used car that you want. TrueCar will show up and they'll show you what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel ever so confident. Over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users. That's a lot. By the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network, and there are over 13,000 TrueCar Certified Dealers nationwide. Uh, when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Here at Podcast One, we love hearing from you. We read every tweet and comment you send our way. So don't miss your chance to take our summer listener survey. Just go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. Or go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey. It only takes a few minutes, and it gives you the opportunity to make a direct impact on your favorite shows. Tell us how you really feel so we can get to know you better. We value your thoughts and participation. So check out the survey at podcastone.com slash mysurvey. Or click on the survey banner on podcast. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Joe, you never felt like, I always felt like I was carrying around that, that weight of like, oh, now I'm the dude that didn't win the show everyone feels bad for. They were still nice and I had fans and it was nice to yeah. have interactions with people, but I also just wanted them to stop saying, I wish you would have won or I'm so sad you didn't win. Yeah, there was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of me saying I will never do that again. <laughs> right. And then I remember when I finally strangely decided to do it again, uh, I received a text from Sheldon um, saying so much for saying a gazillion times you would never do it again. I was like, I know, I don't know why I'm putting myself <laughs> through this again. But honestly, I just the chances of me doing better than I did the first time were kind of slim to very slim to none. Um Mm, yeah, that's true. So, if you had to play the Vegas odds, yeah. Yeah, the fact that you would go sure. the whole way again yeah. would be tough. So I, don't, I don't know what event. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just felt like I had some unfinished business. And well, you're also better at the game. I think that's what I'll, when you do get a chance to come back. And, you know what to expect. And your second, the season that you win in Charleston, mm-hmm. half of the cast are returning, mm-hmm. right? And it's not really a surprise to me that the last four or five people left are all people that had competed before. Because you kind of know the game a little bit. Yeah. You also know that you are able to perform under those circumstances. Right. So you don't do it again if you don't think you can do it. Yeah. So. It's kind of a rookie versus Well, but that's thing. what it kind of was like the rookies versus the vets, yeah. which always yeah. sounded a little weird to me. But was there that – was there that um, – was there a tension in that house? No one talks about the Top Chef house enough. Because um. it's weird. That's where like the weird stuff happens. 
Well, it's like I don't a, know about a, your it's seasons. It's like a dorm, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a dorm room. It's and you guys, yeah, strange. Just, I mean, yeah. Shirley Chung slept on my top bunk for five weeks. Awesome. Talked in her sleep. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that was Fabio for me. Just so, yeah. So we, <laughs> we have similar uh, stories. You just didn't understand what he was saying. He's, he's an Italian. No, because he also would douse his the whole room in some cologne that he had. <laughs> that was a really <laughs> weird on, ritual. Fabio. Fabio. Do the, does the pillow need <laughs> the uh, Dracard Noir? She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> went there. Um, yeah, no, I, you, you showed up one morning at 6 a.m. That happened. I do. You brought I, us I, biscuits or I something. I know, and a shirt that I could barely fit into. I remember that. And I brought delicious food for <laughs> you guys. It was a tight shirt. It was a super tight shirt because I, I had been... I love that you remember that. I mean, it is. I'm, you know, Meredith, I am trying, you know. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I brought biscuits. That never. None of that stuff ever airs. I love that all of my sort of uh, cast house stuff that I've ever shot, none of it has ever aired. I don't even think digitally. I guess they're just like, Maybe no. one day they'll just pull it all out and be like... No, maybe they hilarious. thought the shirt was inappropriate. Maybe. It was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> on camera. Up that shirt. Yeah. I can't. I can't I, it's not like I'm not trying to do this. Um, no, there, there was no like weird tension in the house that you couldn't see on camera already i mean there was there were there were a couple of people who sort of distanced themselves and didn't partake in like family meal in the house and stuff like that but for the most part we all got along um there were just people who had their moments who didn't want to be a part of everything else which is understandable now um also i just spent a little bit of time with you we can't talk a lot about it because it it hasn't aired yet and it won't when we're airing this but we just spent some time on set for top chef jr Mm-hmm. Which uh, we can't really reveal. I, you know, we were not allowed to reveal a lot what happens, <laughs> except that obviously it's Top Chef Junior. So there's kids, right? Uh, I was flabbergasted, and I've never yeah. said that word. <laughs> like they all walk out, and just to, again to sort of the imagery, they're all little Brooke Williamsons and Richard Blazes, and like every, like you know, the casting was obviously like, can you shrink Brooke Williamson? We need her. <laughs> I'm so curious to know which one <laughs> you thought was me. Um, um, I mean, they're like, I mean, I know which one minus you thought was tattoos, you. <laughs> that seven-year-old is Michael Voltaggio. You know what I mean? It's just pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and did you feel – like, I felt kind of, like, guilty because I'm like, look it's, at what we've done. It's like, it's like <laughs> crushing little kids' dreams. Look what we've created. I mean, seriously. Yeah, really but these kids also have grown up watching this on TV. That's that, what I mean. Which, like, it's our fault, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> they no, but I'm saying they understand the process. They understand that someone is going to go home. They understand what what they're in for. I think a little bit. Not that it's less like heartbreaking when one of them goes home, but I mean, they're obviously not quite mature enough to like have the brain resources to say like. Okay, let's pick back up and yeah. move on. Right. I mean, I don't have that. I don't no. even have that. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know you personally. I cried a few times on Top Chef. Like, I, I cried for good and bad reasons. You don't know if I cried? Because I, I can think of 72 right. yeah. right. scenes you where you can see me crying. I wanted you to say, we do have the uh, Brooke Williamson gift tier collection coming up on the, the digital part of the and show. most of them were not competition related. Right. Vomit, like, heights. Put me on, you're really going to put me on a helicopter right now? 
Um, but the kids are, and basically they all cry. That's that's the only thing I will give away. Is that yeah, whether you see not. it or not, they oh, all cry because crushing. they're not, you know, a thirty-something-year-old uh, grown man like myself who still cries. crying over his uh, emergency cried. circulator not working correctly. Correctly, I can remember remember standing at judges' table, the episode where I got eliminated and. The tears were like welling up in my eyes. I was like, "Stop it, Brooke! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" Stop it. In my head, I was like, "Look at the ground. Don't talk. Just <laughs> stay quiet." And I, I can totally like pad my like eyes in at me. And she's like, "Brooke, yeah, how are you feeling right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. What's wrong?" Nice. That was really good. How are nice. you feeling right now? Nice located. Yeah. All right. yeah. And uh, I was like, really? Somebody right. just literally told you to say that to me because they could see yeah, those tears like in my eyes. <laughs> All right. Is something bothering you, Brooke? <laughs> What's going you through your head that? right now? <laughs> um, so here's the thing. So you're a boy, Hudson. Mm-hmm. Is Are you top chef to him? Like, are you oh, Brooke God, Williamson no. of top chef to him? Um, only, when he, only when he is amongst friends who care. Um, yeah, at, he's at that age. Yeah, because right. yeah. he personally does too. not. Right. He care. doesn't care. Right. No, right. he watched maybe half the season of Top Chef. Right, um, and it was really only to like show me that he gave. A, right. Can I swear here? Yeah, yeah. Gave a Go shit a little, <laughs> a little bit of a shit. Um, but no, he doesn't care so much. Um, he does have friends at school who are uber top chef fans yeah. who will come up to me and ask me questions and this and that and then suddenly he's like next to me and he's like so my mom did this <laughs> and my mom's doing that um but for the most part no no yeah, yeah my uh, our, our girls are similar <laughs> our kids are similar except that every once in a while they'll just be like my dad's famous yeah like, yeah really I, loud. Get, like, I get on the street yeah. <laughs> In a bunch of people. No, yeah, we'll be at like a normal grocery store in the worst aisle getting like dog food, whatever it is. And they're just like, my dad's famous. But he's yeah. not even getting the premium or, dog food. Or yeah. the best, actually, the best is when, um, so, you know, I'm sure you have these moments where someone comes up to you and they're like, you look so familiar, yeah. but they can't place you. Uh-huh. But they'll stand there uh-huh. with you for a while. And, and if, if your kid's with you. And I'm not going to be the first one to say, like, oh, you no. saw me on TV. Right. But your kid will be like, uh-huh. famous. She's top, she won top chef. Do you I, know? And they're like, oh, God. Right. A nine-year-old just <laughs> told yeah. me that. I did that, actually. So when I, my first run on the show, and like, it was early on, and like, when people first start coming up to you, and it's like a little weird because you're not used to it. Then you get kind of get used to it and you're like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, oh, you – I know you from somewhere. And I was in Jacksonville, Florida, I remember. I was like, like a cafe. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, you know, you probably know me from this Emmy award-winning show, Top Chef, or something incredibly douchey like that. <laughs> and they were like, no. <laughs> I don't watch TV. Did I play intramural softball with you? <laughs> Which like it's like did? a which like a double no I didn't oh, okay I was like, are you Brian Wilson that's just like really insulting on many levels because like I wouldn't be playing intramural softball that's mainly the main reason wow. for that gosh come gosh. on come on I had a I had a similar <laughs> incredibly embarrassing moment um, at Soul Cycle um, <laughs> where I had just finished a class I was like dripping in sweat and um, there was a guy and a girl standing who had just taken the class too and they were all sweating and they were all super excited like feel great. Um, and the guy was like, hey, excuse me, can you take a picture? Oh, yes. Oh, no. this, and I yeah. was like, and I, he didn't say, he said it in a way that made it sound like, <laughs> yeah, like, like you're going, can uh, you, be, yeah, will you take a picture? Yeah. And I was like, right now like this yeah. and he was like I mean all you have to do is take the picture and yeah. I was like 
oh, you want me to take a picture of you and your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no yeah. problem. I, I was like, Brooke, stop it, stop it. I think <laughs> we all way. have. That has happened to me once That's or twice. Awesome. He does it, not it know is, who I am. It's the worst <laughs> he feeling. He does not want a picture of me. I mean, obviously there are things to complain about, and that shouldn't be one of them, but it's a horrible <laughs> it's feeling. embarrassing. So I've had it where I've done that, but I'm queuing up the selfie for them. <laughs> and they're like, uh, why Can are you, you in the... step out? Why are you... And I'm like, oh, oh, no, I'm just trying to just get kidding. the angle once I figure yeah, it out. Just <laughs> Yeah, that is always... It always looks better as a selfie, right? Yeah, no, no, no. no. There would be no reason why you would want to take a picture with me. Yeah. So SoulCycle, do you do ChefCycle or is that just Nick? Um, So Nick has done it the last two years. Uh, Sorry, Two, yeah, two years. He did yeah. the full chef cycle this past year. Right. The year before, I That's he crazy. got called away to um, be my husband at the finale of Top Chef, so he only right. was able to complete one day. Um, but I, I like that you say that as, he, as if he's playing your husband, which is really good. He had to come in to play <laughs> to my dress husband. up he, he and bit, pretend yeah. he was a supportive husband. Um, no, he. Um, but he's gotten really into cycling, and it's yeah. kind of it's made me really curious because I do. I do spin, but I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah. So um, I was actually just recently looking at bikes. To let's okay. do it. Let's yeah. do the chef he's, cycle thing together. Duff Goldman was he just here. He he's going he to do, gonna it. do yeah. it. I mean, yeah, he did. He did this he did last it. year. Yeah. yeah, let's let's. I think we can do it. Let's we should do it. do it as a family. Like, let's do uh, it. You know, uh, Williamson Blaze family, mm-hmm. Roberts family, like outing. Yeah, think? and then we could put kids' seats on the back of the bike. Right. Oh, <laughs> like, you can do that. Throw it on trailer behind. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. doing that. No. Neither of us are doing no. that. You, you no, can do that part. No. But listen, um, I'm I'm gonna be on the Duff uh, hourly. Yeah, plan. like just trying. I'm on to, like, the 13 hours. Hanging out back here. Go on without me. That's where I'm. Anybody around to help push me up the hill over here? Where's that van you talked about? <laughs> but yes, I will. I w- I have every intention of doing Chef oh, nice. Cycle next year. Um, so besides being on covers of uh, amazing magazines and all of that sort of media stuff that you're doing right now, which I'm assuming has increased because of your win, right? I'm assuming that's probably why people <laughs> want. No, to, but it's like something yeah. like I mean, it's a bump. There's I mean, no way of knowing for sure. No, but I mean, you're already famous and you're already a great chef and you've already been part of the show. Yes, it it, it oh, dials sure. it up a absolutely click, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you threw me there for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you have going on? You're opening up a new ice cream parlor shop yeah. sort of fountain. I'm throwing all these sort of interview Ish. words at you. Um, so small batch is one of the four concepts in Playa Provisions, which is in Playa del Rey. And um, it's our creamery portion of the restaurant. And we sort of designed Playa Provisions with the intention that any one of the four concepts could stand alone and small batch will be the first one to stand alone. So uh, beginning to middle of September, we'll be opening in Mar Vista. Mm, that's kind of amazing. Cool. You, you've really... It's kind like, of like an incubation little tank that yeah, you have you then, right? Yeah, you figure it out cool. and then all you have to do yeah. is just sort of transfer it. It's like old school drug dealers. <laughs> like you like, It's like you got a block lockdown. <laughs> Like, I feel like you do, right? Like you got a little area that's like your area and you have so many different concepts and... You have an empire. You have a, a tiny little empire that's like, like if I walked up on your street corner, someone would probably tell me to leave. <laughs> Keep walking. No, but they might know who you are because they've seen me on TV. Right, <laughs> so, right. Like, what are you doing? On, um, wait, I know you from somewhere. Are you, are you moving always, in? Can you take a picture? people's minds. Oh, right? when they see when you have like two chance encounters. Top chef people in the same place. <laughs> I still like when every once in a while someone's in my own restaurant and they see me and they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I, Look you know. Yeah, and you're wearing an apron? This is right. <laughs> Wait, you 
work here. Yeah, <laughs> I do actually. Um, that's kind of I, actually. It's, that's always that. a compliment because it means they're coming for the restaurant. Yeah, not just like for the they don't expect you to be interaction. There. Mm-hmm. All right, so we may, we got a confirmation from you. You're gonna do. We're gonna do some sort of chef cycle yeah. run, something like that. Yeah. Um, sure. I've also been trying to get you to come down to San Diego and do a little like speaking engagement, book signing, something like that. Yeah. Come on down. I hang just out need with a us. book to sign. Well, we'll sign something. <laughs> we'll bring down. Some ice cream cone, whatever you want. We'll, we'll, we'll have something for you. Perfect. Um, okay, listen, Brooke Williamson, at the end of our show, we like to play a couple of games. Are you down for some fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you like, you know, like, I like that answer because yeah. it was kind of ambiguous. Yeah, it was. It was like, are they going to be really bad? They're not really bad. As a matter of fact, I will say that uh, Jasmine Blaze wrote this game yeah, specifically this for you. Well, we, so, uh, we just got back from Hawaii. And we were with like six other kids. We did and have a couple of kids families. Of, of that like eight nine year old age mm-hmm. play. Would you rather? Would dinner, you rather? Which we didn't know. Have you ever played like, this game? Okay. I I, I mean I played my, it as an adult. My kid plays this game like, and he comes up with the weirdest, the grossest, oh, awful. They're, they're so horrible. dark. They're dark. It's like, would you rather like, have a stomach fill of bumblebees? Like what? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty civilized. No, compared to that's, what I've heard. That's, that's not what. The, yeah, that's not as deep. Or as have your head chopped off and spoon fed to your friend? Like. You're They're six years old. Very violent. They're Too much X Men for good. my kids. I'm, I'm that's glad what I've decided. It's not just our kids. Yeah. See, that's good though. It's not just our it's kids. Dark. Like, dark. kids oh, it's dark. Kids are just dark. At a certain yeah. age. Okay, here we go. Would you rather with Brooke Williamson? Uh, your choices are Tom Clickio or Padma Lakshmi. It is a Top Chef rendition. You do not look like this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, none of them are violent. None of them are violent. I feel like you're Andy Cohen right now. Yes. Like, I wish. I want to hide I under wish my I was turtle Andy. shell. He's, first of all, have you seen him topless? Andy Cohen. Have you? He's, he's on Instagram. I don't know if we should okay. go into that. Uh, <laughs> he's on Instagram. Here we go. Uh, would you rather uh, Tom Clickio or Padma Lakshmi? Brooke Williamson, would you rather share a burrito with Tom or Padma? It's got to be the same burrito, and you got to have your bites after they've had a few bites. Right, so like your like lips are bites. sort of coming in contact with one of their lips. And, you know, maybe they've left some... Oh, come on. You don't have to make <laughs> I'm six years old right now. Uh, and they have bumblebees in their stomachs. <laughs> Well, this is not really that tough, Brooke. <laughs> By the way, they, I will say I'm they visualizing get... so many things right now. They, they, um, yeah. I'm gonna go Tom because I feel like I've seen so much Padma mouth action. Whoa! <laughs> like, not... Are you talking about the commercial? Yeah, the commercial. Oh, that, that Carl. First Jr., of all, that one. Um, no, but uh, the quote I've seen so much me. Padma mouth action <laughs> is epic. Hashtag. That's kind of a hashtag. So you're going to go with Padma. I'm going to no, go with Tom because okay. I feel like he's just a simple <laughs> eater, whereas like Padma like right. licks okay. stuff. You don't know where Tom's lips have been. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, next one. I don't one. know where Padma's Tom. lips have been. <laughs> That's true. At least you don't have to worry about the lipstick. Like if you're eating after. By the way, your publicist looks mortified right now. She is. Okay, here we go, guys. Mortified. Uh, Brooke Williamson, would you rather drive across the country with Tom mm-hmm. or... Sail around the world with Padma and only Tom or Padma. I mean, I'm going to keep answering Tom here, and this might like raise some red flags. It but sure is. It's simply it's because it's I don't want to sail. Yeah, we forgot the boat. Though. Oh, the boat, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're going to go in a car. This has nothing to do with Padma. And it has nothing to do with Padma. Yeah, it literally is... has to do with sailing. You're much more likely to die in a car accident. I. It's not about okay, dying. Just... <laughs> P.S. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, this one does not have vehicles or any of your fears. I don't think. Uh, would you rather eat hamburger helper with 
Tom. Why are, are they, they all Pat, Tom and Padma? Or instant ramen Padma. with oh, Padma. Instant ramen with Padma. Oh, that was even like not even that a question. Super so easy. this is because I just want to eat instant ramen okay. right. all the time. You're not as ramen snob. <laughs> You're not a hamburger no. helper. Fan. I'm not either. And no. I love you travel a lot to it. Asia. I love the little airport lounge and they got all the oh like instant ramens for breakfast. Amazing. Like I, when we were shooting Top Chef at the cast house, I literally asked for a case of cup of noodles so that I <laughs> knew I would have something to eat when I came home. One every of those. Night. Uh, one of those uh, seven-year-old kids that just went on that trip with us, I remember, mm. oh, uh, yeah. had three instant ramens for breakfast. That's like 5,000 <laughs> calories, by the way. And he's a super fit kid. He's probably going to end up being a quarterback. This wasn't a fitness question, right? <laughs> no, there wasn't. No. Okay, here we go. Uh, Brooke Williamson, would you rather this one... Uh, this one this is a little hard. risque. I think this one's hard. Wait. Would you rather have... this one? Would you ha- rather have Padma check your oil... You wrote this one. I just want to say that. Or Tom clean one. your pipes... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I need. I They're need. They're blue collar workers. Padma has check to check your pipes. oil. What pipes are you talking about? Has to clean your pipes. What pipes? This is, this is why he wrote this one. I, I don't understand. Be First of all, I didn't write you this. You did one. write this one. I came up with the general theme of sort of some ambiguous sexual tone. I did not write the actual content. Jasmine wrote the content. Is Padma checking your oil, Brooke, or is Tom cleaning I mean, your I pipes? suppose I'm going way too literal into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Padma it. checking my oil. No one's going to hold you accountable. It's an old Billy Joel video. Padma's checking your oil. She's an uptown girl. Uh, that's really dating myself. Last one. Would you rather Tom or Padma judge not only your food, but your life for the rest of your life? Oh, God. Everything you do. Yeah, they just pop up and be like... Like you're eating popcorn you, you at the sure? movie theater? You're going to wear that? Are you yeah, sure? You sure you're going to wear that? Yeah. Yeah. Really? You want to dance with the spasmatics right now? You know what? I feel like the way that I live my life, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I don't care who judges me for what. Uh, You know, like, I mean, of course, there are things that I'm slightly sensitive about, and it's mostly professional. Yeah. Um, But the way that I live my life, like, is I'm pretty open about that, and nor do I care about what people think. Perfect. You want want them both. They're both. I'll take them them both on. Little angel devil. That is an amazing answer. Uh, (laughs) Pretty easy game, and only one of your fears were in there. We should have made them more related to her fears. No, that would be rude. Rude. Yeah. Rude. Um, Okay, Brooke Williamson, end of our show. We play a game called 86. It's 86. It's something that you want to get rid of in your professional, personal life. It could be anything. It could be silly. It could be serious. Mm. Uh, what is something that Brooke Williamson wants to 86? Um, I'd like to 86. Um, oh, God. Wait. I need a moment. There's no moments here. <laughs> no worries. Sorry. I, um, I let you know we were going to ask this question a couple days ago. I know you did, ago. but <laughs> I thought it was going to be food-related. Um, you, you can, can make food it food-related. I mean, there, and there are also very few things that I won't eat, but there are a lot of things that I won't order. Um, like, I feel like it's too much that everywhere I go out to eat sends me foie gras, and that sounds like a really terrible thing, but I hate liver in general, so including spoiled. duck liver and, like, monkfish liver. I don't want liver in my life. How call. about that? 86 oh, liver. Boom. I, yeah, I like actually it. really like that, yeah. and you got really serious at the end. You're like, <laughs> mm, it was emphatic. Uh, but, um, right, not every chef, you know who, who loves to do that? Chris Cosentino. And it's like, I can't have seven. I love Chris Cosentino. He's a hero. Right. But I don't want five courses of tuna heart. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just. It's like just I, too much. He, he, I know you cook other delicious foods, um, Chris Cosentino. 
Also, um, prime rib. I don't understand prime rib. Oh my gosh, we uh, are at war. Uh, I apologize. Well, it's like eating war. flavorless flesh. It's like. <laughs> have you uh, ever heard of a uh, little salt? Horseradish. Uh, little well, I don't do you feel not, like I no. should have to add salt to my meat to have it taste good. Do you not put au jus over it? Do you not like I don't horseradish? Know. I don't order it, so. That's it. I'm offended. Oh. <laughs> drive. How far is House of Prime Rib from here? House of Prime Rib. There's, I've there's, never had a good prime rib. Uh, San Francisco, I think, that one. Okay, well, you know what? Guess what? You're coming over with the family, and I'm making prime rib one night. <laughs> Yay! And I'm gonna get you know what it is. Here's the thing: get the end cut. You're gonna put foie gras butter on top of it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All liver condiments. <laughs> uh, but I'm cooking prime rib for you. You're gonna get an end Wrap cut. Wrap it in cheese. Like that. I'll be the happiest person. Ooh, in the world. yeah. There it is. And maybe if you served it on the ranch. That would make it even more delicious. Uh, Brooke Williamson, amazing having you. Thank you so much for showing up and hanging out. Will you come back? Anytime. Awesome. We're going to bring you back. Maybe bring Nick and the family. We can do sort of like a family episode. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Our kids can make fun of us. The the games. Yeah, we'll definitely switch up the games. We'll make them PG PG seven. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Heather was behind the glass. Meredith Sidman's over there in the corner. That's my publicist. Jasmine Blaze is to my right. Our amazing guest, of course, was. Brooke Williamson. Remember, uh, we need subscriptions and reviews and ratings so you can go on Apple Podcasts and find Starving for Attention and spend just like 30 seconds and then grab your friend's phone as well and it's free. You can make them subscribe and just just find everyone's computer. Do what I do. If you're in a hotel, go down to the business center and just subscribe on the business center computer to our podcast. We really appreciate it. No pressure. No pressure. It keeps the lights on. It it, it allows us to uh, convince people like Brooke Williamson to come into studio. Uh, Again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or on the podcast podcast one app which is all sorts of amazing and listen we have a survey that's right a survey you can help my podcast stay free to download with minimal ads uh, responses will help align the appropriate advertisers to our audience uh, and the survey short and completely anonymous it takes no more than five minutes that's not a lot of time you need to do it there are two easy ways to begin the survey you can go to www.podcastone.com slash my survey or go to www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you filled a survey out in the past, hey, listen, we thank you, but we still need you to do it again. You do all of us an amazing favor by filling it out. So thank you for supporting my program and for taking the time to complete the summer survey. Again, I was, I am Richard Blaze, and we'll see you next week. Stay hungry. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Want to know why Attack Each Day was on top of the iTunes charts in its first week? What the hell's going on around here? I ripped my headphones off, spun around, and flinged them. I turned around, and my dad is like three inches from my face. And he says, go get them. Gentlemen, we're going to attack this day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Brought to you by Podcast One Sports. Hear Jim Harbaugh, Jack Harbaugh, and JT Rogan share their stories every Tuesday on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast, on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, and podcast1.com.